Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. We are back for another great episode. This is going to be episode 63 of the... Shoot that shit. Shit the shit. You'll get the shit. Y'all, it's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. I am your host, creator, founder, all that good stuff. And I just want to welcome you guys back for episode 63. Can't believe we're coming this far. I can't believe this year, this ridiculous, wild, monumental, unprecedented year of 2020 is almost over. We only got 11 days left to the new year. We got four days left until Christmas. And I'm really, really appreciative of everybody tuning in last week. I had my guy Jesse on the podcast. It was one of the funniest podcasts that we've done ever in STS podcast history. I didn't... uh, didn't expect it to do so well. Um, I kind of did. I knew if it was going to be good, it was going to be really good. And I knew if it was going to be bad, it was going to be really bad. And honestly, it was the best. Uh, it, the outcome was the best thing that we could have got. Appreciate everybody tuning in, man. Appreciate my guy Jesse coming on. The guy really is a natural at this podcast and shit. So I'm definitely going to have him back on at a later episode. I think that's going to be have to be a regular guest, especially when we have some crazy topics going on. I would love for him to join me. Uh, I would love for you guys to join me on social media. Make sure you guys follow us on the STS podcast on um, Twitter and Instagram. It's STS podcast 661. Again, STS podcast 661. Follow us and returning listeners. Thank you so much for coming back. The show is nothing without you guys. Without the returning listeners, we don't have an audience. We don't have a platform. We don't have, um, we don't have a following. So you guys continue to come back every time to listen to the podcast. I am extremely blessed and grateful. And I thank you guys so much. And you guys are bringing back the new listeners. So the new listeners, welcome to the show again. My name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. If you guys need an STS hoodie, an STS shirt, it's going to be kind of late to get them in by Christmas. But maybe by the New Year, I can have them ready for you guys. Let me know. Shirts are 15 The hoodies are going to be only 25 or 2 for 40 If you guys need a DJ EC3 shirt, um, we have the limited edition. We got four more available, extra large. We got EC3 shirts, the established edition, um, sweaters, hoodies, whatever you need. I got you guys. And make sure once you guys tune in here with your podcast or you guys tune into this podcast, you guys follow us on the Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, um, iHeartRadio, Anchor, and Spotify. Please subscribe. Leave a rating. Don't give a damn if it's one star, five stars. Just let's get this following up, y'all. And I appreciate everybody tuning in. Again, um, this podcast has been really uh, good to me, this podcasting life. Uh, we just started another, well, we resumed another podcast with the Off The Fly. You guys definitely check that out, Off The Fly underscore 661. We got a lot of things going on right now. We got a lot of gigs hitting. We'll talk about that at the Shooting This, uh, the shooting this Shit segment. But we have a great episode coming up for you guys today. I know Canelo fought last night. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about Spider-Man 3. We're going to talk about what HBO is doing with the movie industry right now. We have a lot of things, a lot of moving parts happening. A lot of premieres are going to be streaming the same day they come out in theaters. We have an Eminem album coming out. And one thing I am really, really want to talk about that I'm really excited for is The Mandalorian. If you guys haven't seen The Mandalorian yet, you guys need to turn this shit off. Because we got some spoilers coming. And it's going to be a real good pod i think we and it's gonna be amazing i thought the ending was amazing again if you guys haven't watched it turn this fucking pod off make sure you guys follow us sts podcast 661 subscribe to us at apple podcast and make sure y'all tune in and listen to what the doc has to say now do me a favor, favor. favor. Let me in here. All right, y'all. This is a lend me your ears segment. We're here to shoot the shit. We're not here to talk about anything specific or have any objective in mind. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm not here to change the way you think. I'm not here to convert you to my beliefs. I'm just trying to speak my truth and just really vent about what's going on and what's been really entertaining me, interesting me in life as we go. 
I want to give a big shout out to Catalina and her family. Shout out to Janet. We had a great um, cold gig last night. It was real cold out there, but we knocked it out. Last week, we had three gigs last week, y'all. Shout out to Dr. Alexan's office. Shout out to my guy, Hyman. Shout out to Martin's Meats. Really, really grateful for every opportunity I have to showcase the DJ skills to um, try to elevate every event that I get um, into, it, that I get hired for. And it was really special the last two weeks, man. Um, Martin's Meats. That's you know their family. We're we're family. We're blood. I, uh, I don't know if you guys know that. My guy Martin, his grandma and my grandpa are brother and sister. So it's a family thing, and we're gonna try to be out here as many Sundays as we can. I really want to establish. A home, I guess you could say, for DJ EC3 and Martin's Meats. We want to establish something special, and you know we want people to think. On on Sunday Sunday afternoon Sunday mornings like hey what are we gonna do today maybe we go out listen to some good music enjoy some good food some good local music some good local food with Mars Meats and DJ EC3 and we also have local vendors also out there selling their merchandise selling their clothes selling their hey, we have shoes out there we have a little bit of everything for everybody so I want to give a big shout out to everybody who's been hiring me um referring me who's been you know word of mouth is everything in my industry in my business so it's a really good look right now and again we're trying to establish that Sunday that Sunday venue is going to be at Martin's Meats can't thank them enough I'm just extremely grateful for the opportunity the spot's lovely I don't know if you guys seen it on my um on my on my page on my Instagram page. The spot on the corner is lovely. And you can't ask for anything more than that. You can't ask for a better spot to be seen, to be heard. And um, I never take that for granted. So I hope you guys come out. I'm try I'll try to promote as much as I can on the pod and on my regular Instagram. And we're gonna dive right into it, y'all. Have y'all checked out the Mandalorian? It was it was a roller coaster. It was something special. It was something that um I did not know what was going to happen. I honestly didn't think we were going to see Luke Skywalker again. I didn't think we were going to have that dramatic emotional ending. Um it was crazy, y'all. It was um you know, this season premiere here. Um it's been I think let me see how many episodes we had. It was 13 episodes and let me see, actually. Yeah, it was 13 episodes. It was ridiculous. Talk about a roller coaster of emotions. Um, you know, we finally seen um, Moff Gideon in, his, in, his, in, in a battle scene. That was pretty cool um, with the Mandalorian. Uh, we had a lot of uh, comebacks this year. We had, you know, we had Boba Fett comeback. We had, um, we, I'm sorry, is it Osh? Uh, Tano, Rosario Dawson come in this season. Um, Bill Burr was there. That was pretty cool. I love, you know, I'm a big Burr, Bill Burr fan of his comedy, so that was pretty cool. Um, I'm, you know, I'm still in shock about how the last episode ended. And we're going to talk about the entire episode, uh, that episode at least. We're not going to talk the whole season. It was really... Um, mind-blowing you know we have these super troopers um exactly man see i can't really say i'm how do i say this? these dark troopers i know they're in the comics i believe i can't say i'm familiar with them i know they said they're third generation um troopers but the, the dark troopers that was really really um suspenseful how you know, at the end, that that climax of the episode, how they came back, and I really did not, not even know Peyton Reed directed this last episode, and it was crazy, man. When Kara Kane was was um was back, she was a badass, of course. She's a character I would really love to see in different movies. Um, Bo Content and Casca um Casca Reeves, of course, really um love her. I um, Sasha Banks is. I want Sasha Banks to do well in anything she does besides wrestling. Get the fuck out of wrestling and get this real money. Go that route. You know, there's nothing wrong with the acting route. It's doing her well. She didn't say a lot of lines, but she had a cool little, um, you know, little fight scene with Boba Fett. I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, after the Mandalorian defeats uh, the Gideon, they, they're stuck in this uh, this captain's, I guess, how do I say this? I don't know. Um, how, the, how do I say this? This cockpit, this captain cockpit. And... You know, we see the X-Wing fly by. And we see this green lightsaber pop out. 
And he's just walking through these dog troopers like nothing. And then when he gets in the hallway, about there's like 12 of them. This Jedi just destroys them. And it's a marvelous sight. It's it's awesome. It's everything I ever wanted. It was that, st- you know, I'm, I love Star Wars. I would like to see my, my lightsaber duels. And just to see Luke Skywalker emerge from that. And once he walked through the elevator, that was... I popped, I marked out, I was, I, I was, it was like 12 o'clock at night, and I was like, holy fuck, it was a beautiful thing to see, and then when Grogu, Grogu recognizes that he has to leave, and he gets permission, I guess you could say, from the Mandalorian, and just that scene, when the Mandalorian takes off his mask, and Grogu, or, you know, little baby Yoda, touches his face, man, y'all, that scene did more for me than more than the force awakens the last jedi and the rise of skywalker ever did that two three minutes was magnificent cinema that was magnificent storytelling it was so simple but it meant so much just because you see the journey that the mandalorian and the child have been going through for the last two three years for the last two seasons and Damn, I can't even front. I got some tears. Some tears are rolling down my eyes. Like you, were, we've been so emotionally connected with these two, and we just seen with the Mandalorian the, the extent, how far he's um, extending himself to, to save the child and to get make sure the child is safe and to get him trained, and it was beautiful, man. Seeing Luke Skywalker, you know, we see the the de aging of uh, Mark Hamill. That was amazing. Technology is an amazing thing. It really was everything I've ever wanted. When I thought, you know, when, when The Force Awakens was first announced, I had expectations so high. Um, you know, we waited a long time. And then The Last Jedi would took a while to come. And then The, the Rise of Skywalker. And those were good movies, you know. But they, I felt like they were, they were too complex. They had too many cooks in the kitchen. They had too many people trying to, were trying to, change the the journey we're trying to change the meaning of what the jedi meant we're trying to you know there was a lot of errors made too with finn um you know i think they bamboozled us a lot with snoke and then here comes the emperor back in the last movie it was kind of the the story was everywhere ray was somebody then she was a nobody and then she's somebody she ends up being a palpatine you know too many stories, too many complex. With the Mandalorian, it's so simple. It's great storytelling, and when you have great storytelling, it's simple, and you understand what's going on, and you understand um, the emotional investment that we have. That scene was was perfect. It was it was beautiful. Uh, it's been talked about. You know, I think Twitter blew up. It, it sucks because I know some people didn't don't watch them exactly at twelve o'clock. So there was spoilers everywhere. But man, it was um, a beautiful, beautiful way to end the season. Uh, I don't know if they could top it, but I'm sure they will. Shout out to John and Peyton for doing this, man. It it's been it's it's honestly it's honestly some of the best things. That we've um, ever seen us Star Wars fans. It's one of the best things that uh, you know what we ask for. It they're giving the people um, what they want. Um, I don't know how to. Uh, I never see. How do I say this? I don't want to overhype it and say it's the best thing that you know. Everything's the best nowadays. Everything's a classic. Everything's legendary. Uh, but I honestly cannot. There's none. Maybe when Han Solo died, or when uh, Chewie cried, you know, when he cried in pain when he seen that he was, you know, that Kylo killed Han. That maybe was a moment right there that was emotionally fucked me up, made me got got me choked up. Um, I can't really think of a moment in part two i think when luke first came and but then when he was a force ghost kind of killed it for me to be honest i'm cool with that you know i understood what was going on uh the rise of skywalker i think the last scene with um kylo and and uh ray was pretty cool when she buried the um the lightsabers or whatever but that was something they just put together i felt like last minute this is this story right here how it ended with the child and luke and you know R2-D2 came inside. That was epic. I guess we could use that word. It was an epic scene. And 
you can't uh, you can't ask for more. It, they satisfied at least what I wanted, and it, it it was it was crazy. It was some of the best work I've ever seen. Um, and you know, we got the ending scene with Boba Fett. Uh, looks like they're gonna have a, the book of Boba Fett, and that's you know when he came back. I was the same actor from the original, or I guess the prequels, and now they made him into the son, I guess you could say. Uh, the one who, you know, after his father got killed, that's his son now, and he got his armor back, they repainted it, that was awesome. Uh, so this season was really, really good. Uh, it, I, I don't know how, what we're gonna do at season three, who knows, but, uh, man, the, the, I felt the force, I felt the Jedi, I felt, uh, I felt like a kid again, and that's what you want, that nostalgia feeling, you want that, it, it just, man, it tugged at the heartstrings, honestly, and it was, it was so well done, and props to everybody, that Mandalorian, you guys really, really just got it right, and that's all we wanted this whole time, was to get it right, we, 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 we're gonna watch, but we wanna feel that, what we felt as a kid, or when we felt with the original three movies, you know, um, it it was awesome. So I, uh, who, who, where do we go now? I guess we could talk about that. Where do we go now with the Mandalorian? Where do we go with the child? Is this? Do they make a movie about the child? This gonna be. Um, I know there's a project. We'll talk. Um, let me see the director's name. I'm sorry. Let me just look at this real fast here. I know the director's name. I just don't know it by heart. Let me see here. And I, I apologize for that. We're gonna get this right. I don't wanna. Um, how do I say this? I don't want to fuck this up. <laughs> and um, take a. I can't wait to tea. I can't fucking pronounce his name. I'm horrible at this stuff. Uh, he's he's at the helm right now. There's a movie that hasn't been announced yet with Star Wars. Is that what's gonna happen? Are they gonna make a Baby Yoda movie about his journey with Luke, his training with Luke? Is he one of the people, one of the children that were um killed with Kylo Ren when he um. He uh, ruined the Jedi Temple, according to The Force Awakens. A lot of questions that have not been answered, and I think they will be. I would love to see it. Uh, honestly, y'all, and I know it probably won't happen. We should honestly just forget about the three they made before this. We should honestly just fucking pretend they didn't exist, and we should just go from here. And we should try to redo this thing. They've done it before. They've fucking done reboots of every movie in the world. Might as well do them with fucking seven, eight, nine. Because I wasn't satisfied, to be honest with you. I, I accepted it, but now that I've seen that it can be done and these these movies or i guess these series meet or how do i say this without being a dick they meet or exceed expectations uh that we've ever had as star wars fans don't see why not they can't um let's reboot them that's the only thing i that's what i'm saying right there i think it's definitely it's the right thing to do I'm all for it. You're not gonna hear me complain one bit. They get it right, and they're just providing, um, they're providing um, your material like this. Why not? Let's make the fans happy. It's about the fans, and we're all for it. I'm for it. So it's a it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. It's also a great time to be a boxing fan. Don't know if you guys tuned in last. Last night, I had to watch the fight via FaceTime because I was at this gig last night. But Canelo Alvarez versus Caleb Smith was a looked like a good bout. I know a lot of people weren't happy because they felt I think they felt like this is a Rocky movie and Canelo should just go in there and annihilate him and just dominate for twelve rounds. But if you would have seen what Canelo was doing, the man's the man is an expert at cutting that ring off. If there's one thing he learned from the GG belts, it was learning how to cut the ring off and learning how to utilize his strength. Um, especially when he's a smaller man. When you're a smaller guy, you have to come forward. You have to um, initi- uh, initiate the fight. Um, take the fight to your opponent. And man, the way that Canelo was cutting that ring off on Smith yesterday was really textbook when you um up-and-coming boxers if you want to learn how to cut a ring off definitely look at this fight with smith and canelo he was doing that to the t he was doing it damn near perfect and that's what you want to do you want to smother your opponent you want to you want to make sure you you force your opponent to make a move and you gotta make you you gotta force your opponent to think because you're gonna it's relentless 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 attacking rel- 
relentless cutting off the ring. You, there's no such thing as space. You're making sure you're you're forcing him to make a move. You're forcing him to um throw a bad punch. You're forcing him to make a mistake. And yesterday was a good bout for Canelo. I felt like you know I know a lot of people expected a knockout. I don't know if they expected a bloody battle, but Caitlin Smith's not that guy. Um, a lot of people don't know about, but British boxers are a little bit more different. They're a little more technique. They're gonna pick their spots and they're gonna do what they gotta do to score points. Um. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. They're a little more conservative with their with their offense. And Canelo brought it yesterday. You know, he is, and people probably won't want to hear this. I think it's between him and Tyson Fury. Uh, maybe Manny Pacquiao, but Canelo is the face of boxing right now. Canelo is the face of Mexican boxing. I'm all for him and Spence fighting at 160. Canelo's, uh, I think he's 51-1, and one, I believe. I'm not 100% sure. Let me just confirm it since we have the internet. And he's still undefeated. He's still, oh, I'm sorry, he's still, he's 51-1. and one. He's still dominant. I'm sorry about saying undefeated. I know he got the loss to Money May, and you guys hate it. But that's just the facts because Money May is the best ever. Canelo is 54-1 and one with two draws. Sorry about that. I didn't get my facts straight there. I'm not perfect. Again, when we're speaking on this stuff, we're not try- we're not claiming to be experts. We're just fans. I'm just a fan. And just to see him win that, um, he was a super middleweight champ now in the WBC and WBA. And Caitlin Smith was 27-0, y'all. This man was not a fucking walkthrough. This man wasn't a chump by any means. I read this report today out of the LA Times, and they made it seem like this guy Canelo hasn't fought anybody worth a damn. Look at the man's resume. Danny, Daniel Jacobs, Sergey Kovalev, Caitlin Smith, um, GGG twice, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, Liam Smith, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, cool. Sorry, I got a little feedback there. Liam Smith, Amir Khan, Miguel Cotto, James Kirkland, Laura Angulo, Floyd Mayweather, Shane Mosley, Josecito Lopez, Austin Trout. Mind you, Austin Trout was undefeated when he fought him. Mind you, uh, Miguel was 44 when he fought him. Mind you, Amir Khan was 31-3 and when he fought him. Mind you, Liam Smith was undefeated when he fought him. Mind you, he beat undefeated, undefeated GGG. This man um, has beat champions. Uh, he's grown so much since the Mayweather fight. He's, been, he's getting stronger. He's smarter, more defensively sound. And that's all you could ask for. He's in his prime, y'all. And I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm wasn't the biggest Canelo fan, and it, part of that was because he was rocking with Golden Boy. I'm not. A, I'm not a big Austin De La Hoya fan as a promoter, just because I know what they do, um, the politic wise. And it's you know it's sad. It's it's really sad. You know when politics gets in gets in if it's business. Uh, sorry, James Kirkland, thirty-two and one when he fought him. The man has defeated some great. Warriors, and who's next? Is Spence next? I would love to see it. Is he gonna take Spence's 0 2? And this is something just with Pacquiao. If Pacquiao beats Spence, it puts him in a different tier. If Canelo beats Spence and decisively, and there's no debate on who won, there's no screw job with the judges, straight out decisive win against Spence, the man is going another tier. He's a legend, but it's just a different. It, He's a superstar. I'm sorry. He's a superstar. You beat Spence. You beat someone you know that caliber. You're a legend in my eyes. You're up there with the greatest Mexican fighters of all time: Chavez, Sanchez, De La Hoya. He's up there, and there's no doubt about it. There shouldn't be any debate. If y'all, I'll, I'll try to post that um that article that I was talking about. It it really sounded like he even said like you know he beat guys like Daniel Jacobs like he just made it seem like Daniel Jacobs was a scrub. He made it seem like Miguel Cotto was a scrub. Yeah, they're a little bit older, but you know what? That's just the way it goes. Floyd did the same thing. Guys were a little bit older. Austin Trout was in his prime. Josecito Lopez was in his prime. I know Shane was a little older, but um, the man you know. The man has fought some some good fights, and I know he hasn't. I know him and Gigi had that little, you know, those two fights, and they were great fights. But y'all, this thing right here, you know, I think he does. They were talking about he doesn't have a dancing partner, but who do you put him in there with, honestly? Who? Spence, 
with Spence, is that going to be a three-round, a three-fight uh, trilogy? I don't think so. I think uh, who wins this fight, it, it comes down to power. It comes down to defense. It comes down to um, who could get that best punch in. And Spence is fast. Spence is a perfect fighter. I've always defended Spence. I think I've said Spence might be Crawford. I can make the case for Spence being Crawford. But when you go up against someone like Canelo, who's has that power, has the speed, has has the defense, and he's a dog. There's a you know, perfect fighters are great. Perfect fighters are fucking awesome to have. You know, when we're talking about chess matches, but if we're talking about a dog fight, you want the dog. Look at the way he was stalking um Smith. And I know Smith is nowhere in the fucking he's nowhere near Spence. He's not in the same category. He's tears below Spence. But can Spence really dodge this dog, this man who could cut the ring off with the best of them? He's going to have to fucking fight. It's going to be a war. It's going to have to be. If Spence wants to win this fight, he's not going to be able to be the perfect fighter. He's not going to be able to out-jab him. He's not going to be able to hit him with the left and just, you know, circle around him and just kind of come up with the next move, another another calculated punch. Canelo's coming for the war. Canelo's a dog. He, and you guys seen yesterday, he's relentless. You can hit him. He's still going to come at you. He's a pit bull in there, so it, it it does. This is a Styles makes fights type of fight, and it's it, this is gonna be great for boxing. I hope we get it done. I think we see Spence and Canelo before we see Spence and Crawford. Sadly, um, and I think both guys they honestly say they're thinking, why the fuck do we need Crawford and go through the headache of trying to make the fight happen? We got each other. Let's make it happen. We want to work together. Canelo's on his own terms now. And I'm sure Al Heyman would love to get a piece of that pie. And Canelo, I'm sure he loves money. We all fucking love money. But Canelo might be a guy to say, hey, 50-50 split's fine with me. If that's cool with you, let's give the people what they want. And let's prove who's the best fighter in the world. So, another question. Does the winner of Spence and Canelo determine the best fighter in boxing? That's a solid question. Um, my opinion, yes. Who Crawford's there, but again, Crawford doesn't have the resume that Spence or Canelo have. In my opinion, my humbled love boxing opinion. Who knows? Um, we shall see. And I'm excited. I'm. I hope it happens. I think boxing deserves a. This is a mega fight. And uh, we don't get a lot of mega fights in boxing. Uh, it's on my wish list. It's always, I didn't, I, you know, I think we talked about it the last pod or a couple of pods ago about Spence possibly fighting Canelo. But I would love to see it happen. It's good for the sport. It's good for the fans. It's going to be action-packed. And we love to see motherfuckers get knocked out, get hit hard. And that's exactly what's going to happen. So let's see. I'll, I'll put that up a poll too. The winner of Canelo wins and, um, Spence. Does that determine the number one boxer in the sport i believe so good question to ask and another question i gotta ask you guys have you guys listened to this new eminem album that just dropped i think he dropped it eminem the last couple albums he's been dropping with no promo he hasn't he's been dropping um he hasn't had any pre-announcements he's been, been dropping them he's taking the beyonce route and he came out with, let me see here. Let me look at this real fast. Murder to be, um, music to be murdered by Side B. Let me just pull up this tracking list here. And, yo, this is fucking awesome. This album has been um, getting regular play in the, in the um, has been getting regular play in the whip right now. And let me see if I don't, I don't know if they have a track list here. Let me just look this up real fast. Music should be merged to side B. Let me see here. Side B. And this is like a part two of Music to be Merged, which he dropped earlier in the year. Let me see here. Let me see. It was pretty cool to hear Dre back rapping. Uh, that was awesome. I, he has a song called Guns Blazing. Uh, I love all, no matter how much I think Dre's kind of fallen off or, you know, it wasn't that 2001 Dre, uh, this, this album's not bad, 
Black Magic's a it's a good song. It's a good concept. Uh, Tone Deaf was a was you know one of the best songs I heard in a while. Nat Nat was one that I think people it's gonna be one of the underrated songs on this album. You guys definitely gotta check that out. Booker Rhymes. Um, lyrical fucking exercise Eminem is never one thing Eminem has never been he's never been lackluster with rhymes and you hear it he has some great some great words and you know this this album is really it's not for the weak at the weak at the ear the weak heart you guys definitely need to check this out he's a savage Eminem's a savage yes T.Y. dollar sign called favorite bitch it's it's, it's a good older hip hop uh, Higher is one of the song, one of the songs I really, really loved. Um, great beat. The you know, the story of his his rap his rap career. You know, at the expectations. No matter, no matter what he does in rap, uh, he you know people expect him to raise the bar. And you, I would imagine that's uh, that's that's a tall task. Uh, who knows? Who really does know if he could? Uh, Keep that pace up. Uh, These Demons was a good song. She Loves Me, Killer. Zeus, uh, my guy Jesse loved that song. Discombobulated was a good cut too. Nothing Eminem could do right now could hurt his legacy, honestly. He's in a position of Floyd Mayweather type of thing. Like No matter who he fights, it doesn't ruin his legacy at all, in my opinion. Eminem's a legend. Eminem's a top five lyricist MC ever. His wordplay is ridiculous and you guys definitely hear that with um murdered music to be murdered by side b this is a deluxe edition you guys definitely have to check this out there are some gems on here um dare i say it's better than music to be murdered to side a this um this album is a straight lyrical album the beats are beats are ridiculous the beats um I think Dre had a couple. You could hear that Dre influence on some of these. I believe M produced some of these, and the you know the the the, the feet, which I love too. He doesn't have a lot of features. He has some people singing on his hooks, but it's nothing too crazy. Uh, and you know, that's just kind of like a cherry on top of this ridiculous year, 2020. Uh, it's a solid album. I'm gonna give it a B. Uh, you know, it's not Recovery in Miami, it's not Marshall Mathers LP, it's nothing like that, but it is a good album. It's a good rap album, it's a good hip-hop album. Uh, if you're looking for MC's skills, you know, wordplay, flow, um, this is definitely the album for you. Just, uh, you know, the concepts are still Eminem concepts. He's not, he's rapping about nothing, honestly, but it's okay. He's still, he's still... The way he's rhyming his words, his rhyming patterns are off the charts. That's it's legendary. It's ridiculous on how he can make these words rhyme. Um, Nat and Higher are probably my two favorite tracks that I'm listening to right now. And Eminem's back, y'all. That's all I can say. It, it's worth to listen. Uh, I know I had to, had to convince some of my guys to uh, take this album a little seriously. They 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 didn't know they. Some people are not fucking with them and them anymore. Um, I don't know if it's just because what's what's coming out in hip hop now is not it's not the same style what we listen to on the radio. It's not the same style that's gonna. It's not getting the bitches dancing. It's not uh, getting. It's not getting me. You know, it's not making me feel like oh, like this momentum. This I don't know this motivational stuff. It's just rap, and there's nothing wrong with that. Eminem is just rapping. And it, you know, it's one of those you gotta give their flowers while they're here. I love it. Keep dropping albums, in. and we, I think we heard the rumors too that he was gonna drop something. So I'm all for it. You guys check that out. Music to be murdered by Side B, the deluxe edition. You guys will definitely love that album. I think it's gonna be great. Another thing that's going to be great, let's continue going on here, y'all. Let's continue. You know what? I'm actually going to put a plug here. Make sure you follow us here on the STS Podcast at STS Podcast 661. This is episode 63. And so grateful, man. Let's talk about some being grateful fast. So happy that we're able to, um, you know, 2020 was a crazy fucking year. And we were just talking about this last night. Oh my God, shout out to Jay. Shout out to Chuko. Shout out to Gil, Ray Ray. You know, we're grateful for what we have, and we're grateful, and we know that God provided this for us. No matter who you think, you know, you know, you don't got to be religious to be spiritual. You, We know the universe and God has provided for us in ways that, um, you know, we dreamed of, but sometimes, you know, the grind is slow. 
The motion's always slow sometimes, and there's nothing wrong with that. Perseverance is a great attribute to have in life. Perseverance is something that we all definitely need to tap in once in a while. And when you have friends that in your circle, and this is all my good friends. My good friends, I think we're all really perseverant. We, we have perseverance. We get knocked down, but we get our asses up. Uh, life can't knock us down for long because we're going to get up, brush it off, and just do what we got to do as men. And um, really grateful for that, man. Really, really grateful. There's been times this year, and I'm sure a lot of people have. We we've, we've been succumbed to some crazy circumstances. Some that are self-inflicted. Some just that life gives us. Sometimes, sometimes life just throws us a bad, a, a bad day, a bad, um, a bad month, a bad week. We just, you know, it's okay. It's human nature, and it's how you react. I heard a long time ago you could really determine a man's character by how he reacts to a certain situation that may not work for him. And um, super grateful for my guys, super grateful that we're, you know, when we see each other accomplish things, we could tell each other we're proud of each other. Or we see someone who's doing something we want to do, it's inspiring. Um, and there's nothing wrong with telling your friends, you inspire me. I've been telling my friends the last couple of weeks, my, you know, shout out to Larissa, you know, getting her master's degree, for example. She inspires me to do that. Um some of my friends I see who are great fathers, great husbands, one day I, I inspire to be like that. Um, so just, you know, just, this life doesn't last long, but we're going to enjoy it while we're here. There's no, um, there's no, there's no restarts and no pauses. And just remember, we're talking about just remembering those who aren't here anymore. And we, we all have lost somebody. Some of us has unfortunately lost people this year that we care about. And uh, we're just we're going to just keep grinding, y'all. That's, that's really the fucking thesis of this whole podcast. Keep grinding. doesn't matter what you do. Um, it doesn't matter if you're working at a fast food, a fast food spot. You're working an office job. You're working for yourself. You're... Um, you know, you're working two jobs. You're working a job you fucking hate. Keep grinding, y'all. This ain't the end of the line. There is, if you want more, you're gonna get more. Cause you're gonna do what you gotta do to get there. Keep fucking grinding, man. Um, I feel like time is flying by. Your boy's about to be thirty in a couple, in a month or so. But about a month and t- ten days. Uh, time has been flying. Life's, you know, life ain't easy. Life, it's not supposed to be. Um, it's, it's, uh, how do I say this? It's beautiful. The struggle is beautiful, honestly, because when you see the struggle and you've seen the bottom of the barrel, you know what that feels like and you don't want to ever go back. And especially when you surround yourself by some, um, some good people, some good family, uh, you know that you have to do what you gotta do, you gotta keep grinding. There's if you, no one else is gonna do what you gotta do. No one else is gonna give you a handout. No one else is gonna uh, feed you. No one else is gonna pay your bills. No one else is gonna get that degree for you. No one else is gonna start that business for you. Um, you may get lucky to get some connections, but it's up to you to get that foot in the door and bust through that motherfucker. You have to. There's going to be opportunities. People are going to guide you. Just like with the district, I got guided to this spot. But I had, you have to put your best foot forward and be ready for the opportunity. And once you get this opportunity, don't let it slip through your fingers. Um, every day, you know, with a gig, with work, with the podcast, to me, this is everything. This is all I got. This is how I'm going to eat. I'm giving you I'm going to give my best. Um and it's I know some people will say it's 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 hard to be inspired, but I guess I guess I can only speak for myself. I know what that bottom feels like. I've been there. Um three, four months ago I was I was lost. I was I was just lost and making some decisions that weren't healthy for myself. Weren't healthy for my mind, my body, my spirit. It wasn't um it wasn't easy, but I can honestly say I'm I feel like I'm a strong minded person. And I knew what may happen if I continue this route and the consequences of my actions. And I think that's part of being a man. Once you start accepting responsibility and start holding yourself accountable. So long we've had our parents hold us accountable or teachers or, um, you know, older brothers, older sisters, older cousins, older homies. When you start holding yourself accountable, that's when you could. um, That's how you're going to separate yourself 
from the boys. And, um, you know, it's not something that you do, but it's not something you do solo. It's not something that just happens. It's something that, you know, you learn from your mistakes. You learn from your L's. You learn from other people who have been down the road that you've been on. And if you're blessed to um, overcome that, you just got to be reminded. You got to stay you got to stay on your own ass. You got to, every time I get a gig, I thank God. Every time I, you know, I got this gig with the district, I thank God. I thank my homies because they, they, they helped me. And, y'all, I don't know about that. It's an ego thing or it's fucking, you know, pride. But there's nothing wrong with getting help sometimes. There's nothing wrong with reaching out and t- grabbing that hand to help you up. There's nothing wrong with that. Um. I know some people are really, I did this by myself, I fucking did it, you know, without me, I ain't, you know, I want to thank myself, which is cool, do that, I'm proud of you, I'm happy for you, um, but, hey, you know, sometimes we all need to just get that help, get that, get shown the door, we just gotta get shown the door, but we gotta bust through that bitch, and, um, you know, real fast, we know, I was, a couple of my friends graduated, and I told them I'm happy for them, and on my Twitter, I was talking about, a while ago, I'm not going to tell you guys who told me because I don't give a fuck. But I told somebody one time once they, when they accomplished this goal, right, this, this thing in life. And they told me, well, I told them, hey, I'm proud of you. Good job. You know, keep doing your thing. And it was stern, but it was fucking fair. This person told me, don't tell me you're proud of me because you did nothing to help me get to my goal. Tell me you're happy for me. Maybe selfish, but felt like that was the right thing to say that's correct i'm not a fan of people saying i'm proud of you to people who they didn't fucking help to get where they got to go um for example if my guy angel told me hey Aaron, i'm proud of you you know with the district or whatnot thank you big sada appreciate you my guy without you i could i wasn't gonna get this t- i couldn't get the tip I've kind of used that. I don't tell people if I don't if I'm happy for somebody. I tell them I'm happy for you. I can't really say I'm proud of you because I didn't help you do that. <laughs> Had nothing to do with me. I'm just happy that you did it. I'm not proud because I didn't contribute to your dream. I didn't contribute to your goal. I don't know. I think the person who told me this was telling me out of spite and out of anger. But at the end of the day, this person was right. And I look at that shit from a whole different perspective now. Um, it's crazy, and I don't know. I don't know how y'all feel about that, but I don't tell people I'm proud of them if I had nothing to do with them, or I didn't help, or they didn't ask me for advice, or and it's not I'm not saying that you help if without your help they couldn't do it. No, just saying I'm proud of you. Like I contributed a little bit to what you had, just a tiny fraction of it. But if I didn't, I'm gonna tell you I'm happy for you, and I mean that from my heart. So it just that's just my spill for the day. Just being grateful, and um, that's pretty cool. I think we all need to do that sometimes. I think this is my way to vent. So yeah, I want to vent about being grateful, and I'm really grateful right now. We're gonna have Spider-Man three come out, y'all. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm really interested in what's going on with this whole multiverse thing we have going on, and um, with Endgame. You know, they did go into another dimension, a different timeline, and you know, um, I forgot. Uh, hold on, one minute. We just let's not have any pauses here. We're gonna just go. When they opened this, you know, when they went back in time, it was kind of like they opened up so many dimensions, so many timelines, and it looks like we're gonna get Toby, Andrew, and my guy Holland back to be the, the three Spider-Mans that we've been familiar with over the years. Um, it's going to be a crazy ride. And I believe the name Alfred Molina is going to be uh, Dr. Dr. Octagon. Uh, that's going to be pretty cool. We got my guy Jamie Foxx back as Electro. We shall see. It is, it's, it, it's sounding like it's going to be fucking epic. I know Dr. Strange is in there. I believe Christian Dunst is in there. And what the hell is the other girl's name? I'm so bad with actresses. I'm so sorry. Um... Damn, what's her name from the mate from the Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield? Um, well, she's gonna be in it. So it looks like these all these timelines that we've been familiar with, all these Spider-Mans, they're gonna they occurred in different timelines. And if you guys really want to see what it's gonna look like, I 
believe it's like the the Spider-Man, the multiverse, how they brought all these Spider-Mans together through the comics or whatnot, and it's gonna be it's gonna be similar. It's gonna be damn near identical. Do they bring Miles Morales in? Who knows? Uh, but you know, we were just talking about this last week. Marvel just presented all these movies that they're gonna be bringing out, and uh, that Fantastic Four, Blade. Um, they're gonna have a She-Hulk, Miss Marvel. You know, gonna have some minority um, superheroes, and that's gonna be really, really cool. I'm really, um, I love Marvel. I'm all for this. Uh, we're gonna see, uh, man. I'm really excited to see Tom Holland uh, interact with these Spider-Man. I'm really um, about the story, and really see how everything kind of ties together, especially after Mysterio exposed Peter as. Um, as Spider-Man, I want to see what the, what's the consequence of that. What's the effect of that? I'm really, really amped up for this. I'm, and you know what? I gotta stop reading these fucking spoilers, y'all, because everybody's fucking spoiling this for me. So much information's out on the internet right now, and I get it. No, they want clicks. People really, and people want you know, they want to know what's going on. They want to understand uh, what they're walking into. They want to know, you know. They sometimes we're not disciplined enough to um, wait until it comes out. And I believe it comes out next December. So we got a year or so left, and I'm so ready for it. Spider-Man. I love, always love all the Spider-Man movies. Um, who do I wish to bring back? Myself. I'm always for Green Goblin. I love I love it. So I love both um, and the Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man, or Wherever the fuck the one with Andrew Garfield's called in the original with um, Tobey Maguire. Bring all the goblins back. And honestly, if I guess I could pick um, one person to be in it, I think Volt, um, I think Michael Keane's come back as a vulture. I'd love to see Mor- Morpheus. Is that his name? Morbius? Morpheus? Morbius? I can't fucking say his name. I'm horrible at this. Let's see here. I think it is Morbius. I think it's going to be um, what Jared Leno's going to play him. Yeah, Morbius. We'd love to see him. You know, I think this is gonna be the sinister stick route, sinister, sinister six route they're gonna go on. Um, all for it, and it's I think it's gonna be a good ride. And just what MCU, just because what they're capable of, and we've seen it so many times in the last twenty fucking movies. It's gonna be epic. It's gonna be good, and I don't think they're. I don't think they let their fans down at all. Um, really, really interesting. What's going on with that? And another thing, and you guys hear me talk about this all the time, Mortal Kombat's coming out in April. We're four months away. I've been waiting since Annihilation came out in like in 97, 98. I was like six, seven, eight years old. Mortal Kombat is coming out. Uh, they confirmed it. I believe we're going to get a, a trailer at the top of the year in 2021. One of the most anticipated films of my life. Uh, this is one of those things, too, in your childhood I've been waiting for. I can't fucking wait, and you see the you see the cast. It's it's relatively unknown actors, which is always a good thing, especially when you want to reboot um, a series and kind of um, get give some shine. Maybe we're gonna have someone break through. We're gonna um, we're gonna have someone um, shine. We're gonna have these characters uh, with a with a clean slate, I guess, as a career, especially with the big you know feature movies. I'm. I think, and this is something I've always stated, Mortal Kombat is such a deep, how do I say this here? The origin stories are so good. You could go backwards. I know, like, just say we had Endgame. The Mortal Kombat tournament could be the Endgame version, and we go backwards. We establish these characters, who they are, what they're fighting for. Um, after the tournament, of course, and then we kind of just go into the origin stories, where they came from, how they became the warrior that we've seen in Mortal Kombat, which I'm all for. We have so many characters that are beloved by people that are relatively household names. Liu Kang, Raiden, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Reptile, Johnny Cage, Shang Tsung, Goro, Shao Kahn. You could tell their stories. You could, you know, just like Iron Man had his own movies, Thor, Black Panther... You could have these origin stories, Cabal, Striker, Jax. These stories could mean something. They could um, 
they could really have a more combat universe just like they had a marvel cinematic universe if they play their cards right i think this is going to be the beginning of a expanding universe and it's going to be beautiful especially for us mortal combat fans we've been teased for so long we've waited for this i know we had a couple so we had the mortal combat series online i think it's mortal combat legacy we've had the mortal combat rebirth trailer that looked fucking awesome and, you know, Annihilation, cult classic, I get it. But was it the best it could do? No, it was rushed. You could tell it was rushed. Um, recasting Johnny Cage, Sonya, Raiden. So I really hope that we get a clean slate with Mortal Kombat. We understand what determined is. And we kind of get that emotional attachment to these characters. So when we do kind of make them go on their own path, or enjoy it that much more. I would love to see a Liu Kang origin story or a Kung Lao origin story. Um, of course, Sub Zero and Scorpion. Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting what they do with that. We could always make those so like kind of like the Mandalorian, a mini series. Uh, I hope we're able to do that. I'm really, really hoping so. And I hope they get it right. I'm honestly open to seeing them doing new things. I know we can't do exactly what the original Mortal Kombat did. But I would love to see more fatalities. I would love to see a, um, a kind of better storytelling in the in, in the sense of the background. Um, you know, one day you know, with, with more combat and at least with the movie, we just fucking seen Scorpion and Sub Zero. They're deadliest of enemies, but slaves under my power and shit, right? But kind of tell their story a little deeper. Um, I know everybody can't get some screen time, but I'd like to see some Kano in there. Maybe some Kung Lao. Give him some. Give him a purpose. Give him a fucking purpose. It's not like last time. Reptile just came in, just fucking, just just a bump in the road for Liu Kang and Outworld. Um, really would love to see Raiden have more of a, um, you know, more computers involved, but maybe a little bit something, something a little more different. I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say. Just want to see that. That would kind of be like my ideal situation. It's rated R, so we're gonna see some fatalities. We're gonna see some gore shit. We need that. The game is, you know, these guys fucking sub zeros over here pulling men's skulls with their spines still connected out of their body. I'm not saying I need exactly that, but it's gonna be a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. I'm all for it. Um, I love more combat. Nothing. I'm really, really looking forward to 2021. God, I hope it's better than this year, of course, but I think it's gonna be really, um, it's gonna be really, um, epic. I, in, in terms of movies and what they're, what we have coming out. Uh, man, almost three o'clock. Man, we're here on a Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon, beautiful day. I woke up feeling real good today. And, uh, I guess the last thing I could talk about today, like, share with you guys. Um, I know a lot of us, it's Christmas time, Christmas, you know, with the family, you know, it's all about family with Christmas. Um, so I'm going to reflect a little bit what I was talking to my cousin Alyssa about a couple weeks ago. You know, her mom was my first cousin and we didn't really connect until later on in my life until I was like 22, 23. You know, we really got to know each other. We knew of each other, of course, we're cousins, but we weren't close. So Alyssa's my first cousin's daughter. And, you know, her daughters, you know, I walked in, I was DJing for them, gave me a big hug. We know, they know me by a first name basis. You know how it is with the kids. Sometimes they only know your damn name. But kids came and said hi to me, and, you know, I was telling my cousin, like, I try to stay as close as I can with all my cousins. Because, you know what, with me, I don't want to be that person. Like, oh, I, he, he's related to me somehow, but I don't really know him. I don't want to be like that with my family, y'all. So maintaining family relationships is something I'm really, really going to be stern on myself about. Um, just like I was telling Alyssa, it's really important to me to have a relationship with her with her mom, her family, her husband, her kids. Um, again, cause I don't want to walk in 20 years from now and be like, who's this guy? Um, we're family at the end of the day. We're blood. Uh I try to like I try to be closest. I try to keep in contact with as many cousins as I can. I know it's an impossible task, but I try to achieve the impossible. I got so many cousins, um, and they're not all first cousins; they're second, third cousins. But I want to know my family. You know, I and there's I'm not here to knock anybody. Uh, I think uh, we lack that sometimes in my family. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we, you know, we we're, go, we're living. We go. We're we're going through our own battles. We're going through our own lives, and sometimes we're just so focused. Especially those who are married, have kids, have job. You know, working. Especially in this pandemic, we're trying to make ends meet. We kind of kind we kind of just distance ourselves. It's not it's not intentional. That's just the way life is. Sometimes we just kind of grow distance a little, grow distant a little bit, and we go our own way. And there's nothing wrong with that. That happens. But I'm talking about for me myself. I want to maintain as many family relationships as I can. I don't. Um, I don't want to lose contact with my foundation, my family. I don't want their kids not to know who cousin Ernie is. Um, because in honest, it's a tribute, and it's, it's not. How do I say this? I love them. I do it because the kindness of my heart. But it's a it's a tribute to our our roots, our previous generations who um, who had a lot of love for each other. Our family was real close at one time. Our previous generations. Um, I don't know exactly where it went wrong with our parents, um, but I don't think it should be like that. I think with this generation, we should be able to be tighter than ever now, since we've seen where the previous generation kind of fucked up at. And again, nothing wrong with that at all. Stuff happens. Sometimes life happens and nothing's perfect. But I really, really want to maintain my relationship with my cousins and their families. Um, That's something I really want to continue doing and continue getting better at. That's not something you perfect in one year, two years, especially with the size of my family. Um, I just want to be i'm a family man i want to know my family i want to be there for my family and um i think we should all strive to you know that's a goal we should all have is to maintain that family that bond that relationship and you know we don't got to be at every dinner every sunday dinner every fucking christmas every thanksgiving just slide by you know have have good times we're only here one time on earth so part of my plan is to be I'm going to be close to as many family members as I can and their families. Um, don't know if every, I don't think anybody else, not a lot of people in my family really are, I guess, I don't know how to say this. I'm not really intrigued by that, and I get it. Um, some I know some cousins I haven't seen in years. Some cousins I know don't talk at all, even though they cross paths. They don't even fuck with each other, which is cool. I understand. But for me... What the hell is that noise? Good God. Hold on. I think virus is freaking vacuuming over here. And, um, God, if it was him on the podcast, this man would be all mad, eh? But, um, let's see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, yeah. Definitely just trying to maintain... Um, family relationships something that I really, really want to um, keep doing, keep striving to get better. And uh, it's really important, man. I think it's all. And, y'all, I don't know. And this is not for me. But if y'all got a problem with somebody in your family, what's you should just knock that head on. You should just have that conversation. I think a lot of people are so scared of that uncomfortable conversation. But it's. If you really want to make it happen, it's going to happen. There's no excuses. Get that shit out the way, man. Life is too fucking short. Because uh, honestly, at the end of the day, when we're all at that fucking funeral, everybody's going to be there. Regretting that they never fucking squashed it. They never had that uncomfortable conversation. And most of the time, it's over bullshit. It's a little thing. It's miscommunication. It's a misunderstanding. Have that conversation with somebody, you know, with your family, someone you love. And I know it's easier said than done. And I'm no fucking angel either. I need to practice that too. But do it, man. Do it out of the goodness of your heart. Don't do it because it's fucking a new year. Don't do it because, you know, someone died or someone's sick. Do that shit now, y'all. Before it's too, before someone dies, before it gets too, before someone is too late and you can't ever have the opportunity again once they're gone. At least their physical body's gone. Um, I don't know what you guys believe in spiritually and whatnot, but I'm talking about here on Earth at the time that we got the borrowed time that we have that flies by in a fucking blink of an eye. 
Definitely reach out, man. Maintain those family relationships, y'all. Make sure y'all keep listening to the STS podcast, man. Because this is episode 63. We're going to call this one Maintain. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Follow us on the STS podcast 661. Subscribe to the STS podcast. Um, Apple podcast. Google podcast. Spotify. Anywhere you find your favorite podcast at. Y'all, I promise you the STS podcast might be your new favorite podcast. Shout out to everybody listening. We out.